it's a taste association thing. Just can't do so it. So why? Right. Okay. Same reason I don't fuck my dad there anymore. Bang. Cop that. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, episode 55, Australia's best gaming podcast. That's it for the best. I've said that's it. a bold claim. Right. And that's the end. I make bold claims. And speaking of bold claims, I am the best host, the super host, the expert host, Zach Jackson, joined by Kieran Verbruge. Wow. That's it? That's it, man. Hey, Hello. Man. Jordan Garcia. I expected less of an introduction, but hello. And Dylan Blairu. Three weeks in a row, baby. The uh, three bold acolytes of the Well Played podcast. Welcome. Hello. How are you all feeling? What's up? Great. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah, <laughs> really good. I love how... Great, which is probably, you know, you the feeling the best was probably the saddest. <laughs> the saddest one. Great. No, I'm great. Just, it's, it's great to be here. Yeah, I'm yep. really keen. Yeah. I'm very happy that I'm doing this on my Tuesday night. That's all right. It's every Tuesday, mate. It's a ritual. It's tradition now. Yeah. Can't can't argue with tradition. That's it, mate. Where would you be without Tuesday night with boys? I feel like you can argue with tradition, but that's a whole oh. argument. Uh, argument. That's not related <laughs> a lot of to traditions us. being argued yeah, at the yeah, true, true. Anyway, how are we all coping with... Uh, oh, no, it's only Karen and I. They're in, in Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> stage four. Stage three, sorry. Stage three uh, lockdown. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, well, stage four could be, could be coming. Um, an unlike a video game, going up in stages is a bad thing. So... Um, <laughs> Wow. Oh, wow. You went there <laughs> three minutes in. <laughs> um, but, well, it's true, though. You know, usually uh, if you go up in stages in, in a game, you're sort of getting somewhere, you know, progressing to the end of it. Here, it's, it's like in reverse. You get, you're just getting further away from the, from the end. So poetic. End That's it, mate. Um, how are you, Mr. Dylan? Yeah, I'm all right. Not up to yeah. much. It's kind of How's kicking it, back. Uh, How's it feel to be on here three weeks in a row? Uh, different, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah, mate. Happy to talk yeah. games, or what, what little I've played. Um, what about them? How about the Blues, mate? How good were they? Central oh yeah, they actually won. I forgot about that. I didn't actually watch they the game. Sp- to be fair, they spanked the doggies, mate. They were speaking of sexy. They were sexy. Jordan, uh, how are you? Oh, I'm good, man. Mm-hmm. What about yourself? Yeah, I'm right. Just, you know, keeping it real. Keeping it experty. Yeah, good. That's it. Um, so, as per our discussion last week, um, we bought a Nintendo Switch. This house now <clears throat> owns a Nintendo Switch console. Congrats to your house. Well done. So, how many copies of The Sinking City do you have now? <laughs> 
I'm gonna get um sniper ghost ghost warrior ported to um to switch. I'm gonna become a, a dev now. Nice. And port it. Um, I gotta say, shout outs to Nintendo, but the Joy Cons suck. <laughs> um, wow. I've not um managed to uh get used to them just yet. We've uh we've got Smash. Smash Bros and Mario Kart. Do you just have the one pair? Yeah. So you're sharing? Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, it sucks. It's not it's not the ideal way to do it. No. So they're a bit and too tiny, I reckon. Also, like, we've spoken about it before, but the stick drift thing, I was like, like when I was playing Mario Kart, I was like, this cart, this cart is like sort of pulling to the left. I'm like, these are like brand new... <laughs> Control, like literally. You've probably got the the normie controls switched on. Ah, okay. um, <laughs> That's like a I, default. Because I was like, I don't know how to work any of this. Um, okay, cool. That makes yeah. sense then. Um, we can verify yeah, that so, for you. But yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, I haven't played much. I only had, maybe had a half dozen races on uh, Mario Kart, um, and then I had yeah, me and Anna had a go. Smash Bros, but uh, yeah, both not really my kind of things. But um, you know, things you do for love, boys. Play. Uh, it's what, what, if, what if Wipeout was on there though? What's that? What if Wipeout was on there? If Wipeout yeah. became a Nintendo Switch exclusive, I'd buy it. I should not know. I was, I was actually thinking, like, what games could I buy on the Switch to actually play it? I couldn't think of any. Nothing. Nothing wow. tickling your fancy. No, well, nothing that I could play elsewhere. Yeah, probably better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like those exclusives just don't sort of do it for me. Not my uh, style. Fair enough. But we'll see. Uh, could always be something that comes around the corner. Maybe the order will become a Nintendo exclusive, and I'll have no my choice. No choice. I reckon you'd love Deadly Premonition. It's janky as shit. <laughs> I read uh, Az's review. Um, it kind of like when I first saw that, I was like, "Does that have any relation to Forbidden Siren?" Uh, and then I realised it didn't. But I don't know why I brought that up. But... Do you know what that is? Cool. Do you know Forbidden Siren, mate? Do you know no. Forbidden Siren? Old school PlayStation. Yeah. Horror. Um, probably like before my time. Probably before you were born. Before you were born. Yeah, yeah. probably. I'm going to have a look right now. Uh, love that. Um, but that's pretty much been my week. Uh, I haven't really... I've literally played fuck all. So when we s- talk about games, it's been barren. So we'll start with you. What are um, you playing? So Forbidden Siren, is that it? Yeah, I think Forbidden Siren 2 is one I've got. Let me have a look down Forbi- here. Forbidden Siren is, what, yeah, 2004? So I was seven. Yeah. I was definitely not playing. So it was before Perfect age. Yeah, perfect age mm. to get into uh, horror, survival horror games. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, video games. Let's uh, love them. Oh wait, no. Uh, did I have a quick question for you? Two questions. Um, food related because we do You know, we always love talking about food on this podcast. Love that. Cheezels. What do we think? Yes or no? Yes. Yeah, cheezels are great. Yeah, I've known cheezels yeah. for years, right? And I, was, I saw them at the uh, supermarket. You're not going to tell us Anna doesn't like cheezels, are you? <laughs> no. Are there pineapple flavored cheezels? Um, oh, yeah. oh, no. Pineals. No. Jesus. Um, but I haven't had cheezels. Pizzles. Fucking. What are they? I haven't had cheezels for probably 
for three, four years. Um, and I bought a box and man, I could have smashed them all. They were good. I don't know why games like Doritos. They should just, they should be eating cheesels, mate. That's where it's at. Uh, second thing, Milky Bar, white chocolate. Yeah. Um, Anna wasn't really a fan, or maybe not wasn't really a fan, but had never really eaten it. Uh, and I bought a block the other week. Um, and she had a bit and fucking, then I had to share half the block. What's up with that? Uh, yes. Milky bar, white chocolate. What do we think, lads? Are we no, a fan? big not fan. fan. Big white fan. Chocolate. Don't do white chocolate. Interesting. Not even like, um, what about combos, like top deck kind of thing? No. No? I, um, Staunch the a long, long it. time ago, I ate Got an entire bag chocolate. of those like, you know Jesus. those melting chocolate buttons? Yeah. 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 Do you I ate like a whole bag of white chocolate, like melting chocolate buttons, like a big bag when I was younger. And I'm lactose intolerant as well. Wow. Uh, and shit I, everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was not, yeah. it, was, it was not a good time and I haven't eaten any since. So let's just say hypothetically, instead of eating white chocolate ones, you ate dark chocolate ones or, or just chocolate ones. Yeah. Um, would the result have been the same? Probably, yeah. So it's a taste right. association thing. Right, okay. Just there can't do go. it. Bang. That. Same reason I don't fuck my dad anymore. <laughs> that That's a, why that you that said that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no two reasons why he doesn't fuck his dad anymore. Oh, like, just, just on that topic. Just bring, an old, um, bring, bring it back an old joke. Who, who else <laughs> kisses their dad on the lips? I mean, not Kieran anymore. I mean, like, like, I, mean I don't have one. <laughs> Yo, okay. it's- this has gotten dark. That's right. We established the Puerto Rico oh. pull out at an early episode. Okay, well, let's move on to video games because that is fucking. <laughs> wow. That was worse. Um, Speaking of ghosts. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kieran, that's fucking. Jesus. Change the channel. Uh, yeah, ga- yeah, games. So, uh, yeah, my week has pretty much been a little bit of Switch and just trying to smash out Greedfall. Um, and I'm starting to fucking hate it a little bit. I <laughs> know. Um, well, like I'm still like it. Like I'm still enjoying it, but it's, I'm just, I've, I've become wary of how much time I have left, especially with Red Dead 2, the other games I've played, which I can't remember. What was it? The Occupation and whatever. Oh, I and forgot about that. Elix. And Elix. Oh. So, and this is like a game that came out last year and it's only like, I think it's like 30 hours maybe, and I've been playing it fucking ever. It feels like I get nowhere. Like I looked at the walkthrough the other night just to see how far I was through, and I'm still just over halfway. I'm like, wasn't I fucking halfway like two months ago? How long is this game? But um, what, How much no, time are you spending like exploring the environment though? Or is there not much yeah, even of that doing, to do? Uh, Probably do that less. I've been doing too many side quests. Um, yep. It's the trap just, you fall into. And sometimes I kind of just get lost. Uh, like there was a mission the other night where I had to um, convince these missionaries to leave, and I just couldn't fucking figure it out. Sad. Um, just just turns out that I didn't turn right. Instead of going down a path to the right, I went down to the left every time. Um, that's all it was. A bit embarrassing, really. But that's uh, my week, Dylan. What have you been playing, mate? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think I've been playing anything other than what I have for review. Hmm. Yes, um, took a week off the, off of the pledges. Um, 
Yeah, I don't really have anything other than what I'll talk about in a little bit. Nice. Yes. Uh, Kieran, what have you been playing aside from review games? Um, I think it's mostly just been review games. I uh, I have been dabbling a little bit back into uh into dreams. Mm, yes, um, you did send me that video. Yeah, with, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> with the uh, no, I, I figure with the VR stuff coming out for it soon, I uh, wanted to make sure I brushed up on my on my skills so I can start working on some some ideas that I have. Cool. Um, so yeah, I've been learning a little bit of sculpting and figuring out some uh, uh, logic stuff as well. So yeah, it's been cool. Um, and I played maybe like. A couple hours of Watch Dogs 2 yesterday. Yeah, right. Oh, so, you, so you actually did play it. Nice. I did. What do you think? It's good. I've, I've played it before. No, I haven't finished it before. I've I've started it in the past and was enjoying it and just never finished it. So I started a new game. So is this, so, is this on PC or PS4? or? No, it's just on PS4. Yeah, okay. So yesterday you sent me a message. Hmm. You said that you were considering... Uh, using your wildcard, your pledge wildcard. Yeah. Uh, swapping out Dishonored 2 for Watch Dogs 2. Have you uh, made a decision yet? Yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Mm, so you're going to lock that in? Yep. Lock it in, Eddie. Now, I don't all remember. Right, so... but did we did we all have wildcards? Yeah. yeah. Fuck, that might be something to look into then. But you have yeah. to... You've got to... I'll swap out Troll and I. No. you got to switch <laughs> out um, the same sort of length. Right, okay. So let's say if I'm switched out, I can't swap out fucking Red Dead 2 with like a two-hour game kind of thing. Yeah, but you also like probably shouldn't be able to swap out the things that you have from last year, correct? Or can you? Yeah, well, no, no. You can't swap out your fucking punishments, mate. Those are your well-played mandated punishments. No, they are... Oh, yeah, because we, did, we, did, we didn't keep... Yeah, because we didn't keep games that we hadn't finished last year, did we? No, it was the punishments. No, yeah, no, that's just the no. punishment. Yeah, no, that's that's no, right. Yeah, I thought I thought that was good in theory, but then I yeah wouldn't make it as much fun. Um, well, not for no, you. Not, definitely not. Not for me. Um, okay, cool. There you go. The first wild card used. Bang. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what I have left. No, I do. You know, Watch Dogs Two is fucking good. So it is good. I talk about Watch Dogs. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, with with everything about around Legion, I was like, you know, I should mm. catch up. And um, oh, there's one mission I don't remember, but it was fucking really cool in, in that game. It's, yeah, that's what that's it's cool. Yeah. Solid one cool mission in it. I I'll look forward to that. I, I think it's the one where you, <laughs> where you infiltrate. You know, I've heard Watch Dogs Legion has two the cool space missions. Thing. Don't tell me anything. Yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. Well, that's why I was trying to make. It <laughs> The space thing there. I'll give you that. Um, Great. Now I know there's missions in Watch Dogs 2. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, Jordan, what have you been playing, man? Oh, what haven't I been playing? Watch so, Dogs 2? So a whole, a whole, whole bunch of games. Naturally, uh, pledge update. I finished my last Final Fantasy Rage series, so I'm done. Nice. That's my, my biggest ones out of the way. Um, I've been playing some Deep Rock Galactic because it wow. was on sale. And so me and some friends picked it up. Is it good? And uh, yeah, it's it's real fun. Yeah, my mates at work keep begging me to buy it, and I'm like, I don't know. Dude, absolutely do it. It's good fun. Uh, and then also, still playing Destiny Two. Don't know why. Oh, so um, you're 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 back on it this week. 
kind of. It was more just doing the raids, not actually worrying about leveling, because that the rest of that's boring. Um, and then, uh, yeah, been playing Halo Three because uh, we were given early access by three or four days uh, to its PC release, which happened today on recording. Yeah. Nice. Um, so. Solid. I didn't realize that that wasn't because they've released Halo Chief Master. <laughs> the Master Chief Collection. I realized when I was, as I was saying that that I fucked that up. Um, yeah, the Halo Master Chief Collection. They announced that. Uh, sorry, they've released that to PC. Yeah, and that when you bought it on Xbox, that contained Halo Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the way it works on PC is like they're doing staggered right, releases. Okay. So it'll be in the. Um, so it's not really the Master Chief Collection. It's just Halo games being re-released on PC. Well, no, it is the Master Chief Collection now. Uh, so this is the last one. No, it's not the last one. There's still Halo 3 ODST and 4, but 4 doesn't count. <laughs> Nobody and talks 3 about ODST 4. Isn't, 3 ODST isn't Master Chief. It's not so. a full collection j- just yet. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's melting. Um, <laughs> so, all right, how, um, how much different is it? Uh, it's not incredibly different. Uh, I was surprised that uh, it... Uh, natively supported mm. ultra wide my baby um, but what really what really surprised me is the cutscene supported ultra wide because that's a that's not an easy thing to is do is that a 10 like no it's definitely not a 10 but uh it's pretty pretty up there for a port um I, I kind of like had low expectations going in because halo 1 and 2 their pc ports are pretty eh but uh, no, Halo Three was was really good. It was all nice and smooth. Uh, pretty much had no issues whatsoever, which was nice. Nice. Um, so like, if they had done like Halo Reach, which was really good, and then Halo Three, I'd have been like, sweet. But somehow one and two sullied it. Oh well. But overall, yeah, nah, I've been uh, really happy with it, and now I can go through the trilogy over and over again, like I used to do. And that was, was um. Uh, just the the single-player, yeah? Uh, it technically, it's single-player and multiplayer, but the servers weren't really yeah. active at the time. Uh, so I just went through the campaign on Legendary over the weekend. Nice. Very cool. Um, Dylan, you want to talk to us about your review game? Uh, yeah. So I've been playing a spicy little Nintendo game by the name of... Paper Mario, the Origami King. Not to be confused by the Origami Killer from Heavy Rain, which I've actually said, I think, once or twice already um, when talking about right. it. That's right. Kieran started bringing back old jokes, so you can too. Yeah, good meme. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I guess to start with, you know, there's been the last couple of Paper Mario games in the series have been a bit divisive, to say the least. Um, basically, I guess for those unaware, they... They're basically doing a full Nintendo and getting a bit gimmicky with the with the battle systems and stuff like that to the point where people just kind of want them to go back to, you know, the traditional sort of turn-based RPG format that they were in in the first couple of games. Um, sadly, uh, I have to report that they don't quite do that. It's still not what people are exactly wanting. However, it's um, the battle system is actually quite enjoyable it does take a while to start clicking and um you know become becoming something that's actively fun to engage with but um 
it's it it's pretty decent to be honest i was quite surprised um how much i'm enjoying it so far um review will be up by the time this posts but um yeah i'm really enjoying it i don't know if anyone's got any questions about it but i can run through it a bit more otherwise um so what what is it what is it uh so it's a paper mario <laughs> game zach and for for someone uh that may not know a great deal about them they're just they're essentially just uh well they usually are uh just mario rpgs just turn-based often sort of rpgs obviously like i said the last couple have been a bit different in their battle systems but um yeah i mean it's it's uh it's a Paper Mario game. I think if anyone's played Sticker Star or or Color Splash, you know, I'd still say, you know, even though those games have, you know, muddied the waters for a lot of people in terms of Paper Mario games, um, I still feel like this one's w- one worth giving a look at. I think it's better than those, um, considering that the battle system is something that is actively more enjoyable. Um, I haven't, I didn't play much of Color Splash. I don't know if Kieran did and can back me up, but like, um yeah actually yeah i enjoyed color splash yeah, for what it but was. did color splash have a battle but. system where it was you know um you had expendable items and stuff like that like sticker star or was it not as much like that uh no yeah not so really. in this one as well sticker star was done trash. away with all those you know all the gimmicky sort of battle systems so it, it's not turn-based like i said it, there's a battle ring so there's a ring around the the battle and essentially you play like a little sort of puzzle game in terms of lining up all the enemies around these, you know, multi multiple circles. Once you line them up, you know, you get a, a damage multiplier and you take out your enemies that way. Um, it's it's not crucial to line enemies up, but battles take a lot longer and, um, you know, you might, you know, die or something if you don't, you know, adequately get characters, you know, lined up and stuff within a certain period of time. But... um story's good from what i've played so far it's actually somehow got actual emotional moments in it which is a bit a bit interesting um usually these these games have uh you know like i, I guess what's what's the word like allies i've got you know characters that, that come with you partners i guess what they what they'd be called that you get to play with um in terms of like you know controlling them and having a move set for them there isn't really any of those unfortunately there is an ally that I have seen up until this point, but he, you know, you don't have any actual control over him and how he goes through anything. But um, yeah, new battle system, interesting. Starts a bit slow in terms of you know it's a bit it's a bit too easy at the start. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much more to say at the moment. I kind of want to run through it all uh, in my review and get my thoughts out on paper first. But yeah, I mean, one of the big things I will raise though is that. Uh, a lot of people have been getting up in arms since they revealed on the the treehouse a bit of gameplay the fact that there's there's no XP. So having an, an RPG with with no XP yeah. is a bit alarming to people. And I don't know whether or not you saw any of that, uh, Kieran. Whether or not you have any questions about it, or I did see. I, I haven't been watching too much yeah. gameplay stuff because Nintendo's. From what I've seen, they've just been like showing everything not everything but like more than i would want to see so i've just been kind of avoiding it but i did read about the the xp thing yes so like um which is so interesting. yeah there's 
Um, so basically, you, you you do your battles, and after the end of the battle, you get a, a certain amount of money based on how well you performed in that battle. So if you lined all your characters up correctly and you know got the puzzle done, you know in the quickest sort of way, you make more money. And money seems to have far more importance in this game than in other ones for some reason. Right. So it's like, for example, like in one of the areas, you know, you buy an item and it costs a lot of money to actually be able to buy it to get into. So you kind of actually have to save up and, and earn money. So, if, you know, doing battles and doing them properly as opposed to just, you know, randomly placing enemies everywhere and taking your time, right. you kind of need to, you know, do all that sort of stuff. And even though like, so, sorry, you go. Like, Sorry. So that like money gates your progress in some ways. Not really. Not to the point where it's or... an issue. Like it's it's kind of just like if you okay. have more money, you will you will benefit from having more money. Like there are ways to get items that there are <laughs> items basically that that grant you a bit a bit more leeway in terms of of doing things. So if, I guess I don't even know if right. I can talk about it. Like I don't know, <laughs> but I mean it's so it just makes it just makes things like easier if you have money to throw at problems i mean i guess i could say it but it's like there's a a pass that you can get to go to like an amusement park right and you can buy a silver pass or a gold pass the gold pass costs you know these like there's these extra passes that like basically cost a lot more money but uh allow you to not have to spend more money in that area and stuff like that if that makes sense. So, like, you go to, like, say it's, like, a, a theme park and you buy, like, an expensive ticket and you just don't have to pay for any of the rides. That's basically what it's like. So, there's, like, there's there's cool sort of, okay. ad, like, advantages. as There's cool advantages for having more money than you arguably should at that point in time for being, you know, meticulous with your puzzles and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Okay. And coming back to the no XP thing, I thought that would be a huge issue but somehow it it isn't obviously in prior mario games you know your xp you level up you get your xp you level up and you might you know up your your badge points or your flower points or your health um you can't you, none of that's there but there are like certain segments you reach in the game where you get health upgrades and stuff like that but there aren't any badge points or flower points in this game it's only health which is a little upsetting, but yeah. Cool. All right. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it more than I have. Uh, I had Sticker Star, and I'm, it's not to the level in which, uh, I guess, the rose-colored uh, glasses of, um, you know, the thousand-year door, but um, it's going to score quite well in, in my mind. I think I'm almost done. It's a long game as well, so uh, I think it's, you know, well worth uh the price of admission it seems like it's a relatively long uh rpg and very re- well written as well but yeah that's all i really have to say yeah as usual it's really yeah. funny like you know the last couple have been as well nice shout outs to uh, N- nintendo for the uh early hookups there um jordan are you gonna play paper mario Probably not. Truth be told, like it's just not for okay. me. All right. There you go. Uh, Kieran, quick question for you. Um, random, but back on the Nintendo Switch, 
Uh, I was thinking about, yeah. thinking about games for Anna to play because she wants to get a, a game for her to play, like a story kind of game. Um, I was thinking maybe Luigi's Mansion. Do it. All right, sold. Um, and you can play together. Oh. <laughs> nah, I think that's fine. Um, it's just more while I'm doing stuff. Like I meant that. she can help you when you get stuck. Isn't that what you're for? <laughs> um, all right, your uh, Jordan was talking about Halo Three. You're up, big boy. You got two two games to talk about. One big, one small. You can start. Yeah. You so, uh, massive game, big release that uh, I've been playing this week is Creeks. Check it out. Uh, oh, yeah. Which is a little little puzzle platformer by uh, the team behind games like uh, Samarost and. Botanicular and Machinarium. Um, if any of those names mean anything to you, then you'll probably be super interested in Creeks already. Yeah. Um, um, uh, Amanita. Mantia? A Mantia design? <laughs> Amanita design? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, they're a, a Czech-based developer. Um, their, their stuff is always super cool. They've been in the indie scene for as long as it's been around, basically, since the, like web browser game based days um and normally their stuff is uh pretty straightforward like point and click puzzle games um they've always been kind of abstract and like dialogue free and very kind of experimental but uh this is one of their only non point and click games um it's a i guess the closest thing i can compare it to would be like oddworld almost in terms of the platforming I don't know, you played a little bit of it. Does that make sense? Me? No, Zach? I have not played it. You haven't played no, it yet? I downloaded it on, oh, I thought you played a little on bit. iPhone. But, um, ah, okay, I well, never mind. Um, today, but time got away. Yeah, but uh, it's basically... It's about it's about a guy uh, in, in typical Amanita fashion. Like, there's no there's no dialogue or, like, story setup or anything. Um, but it starts off with this guy, and he's in his room, and things in his room start falling apart and he's desperately trying to fix them. And then uh, his wallpaper peels off of his wall and he finds a hidden door, which leads him to like this massive, like underground can, uh, ca- uh, whoa. I think I had a stroke there. Uh, <laughs> underground cavern um, that's next to his house or like underneath his house. And it's got like this giant kind of twisted castle in it. Um, and he starts exploring and he finds out, you know, things are going all kinds of crazy in there and, I can't say too much about what happens because it'll spoil the surprise, but basically you're just going deeper and deeper into this castle and each kind of section is like a single screen, like platforming puzzle. You've got to get from A to B and you sort of, you have uh, like objects to move around and light to play with and enemies to kind of avoid and manipulate. Um, And yeah, you just go pretty much room by room and solve puzzles, which are all very brain teasing. Um, I didn't have much trouble with any of the puzzles throughout the game. I played through pretty much the whole thing today. It took me about five hours. Um, but I did spend a good, like, 45 minutes in one very, very basic puzzle in a, in a room. And then realized that I'd completely missed something and solved it in an instant. So that was fun. Um, but that happens in most puzzle games, I think. That's it. There's always one. Um but yeah, it's really cool. Uh, art style is very like, it's it's very much their their vibe. It's it's kind of dark and 
very intricate but also very sort of haphazard and scratchy kind of line art and stuff mm, i think um and this the the sound design is excellent um every time you're sort of while you're solving puzzles it kind of does where where most video games kind of had have like the music swell up and changes as the action heats up it kind of does that as your puzzles heat up which if that makes sense so like when you start discovering solutions the music kind of like plays up a little bit to let you know you're on the right track until you kind of figure it out which i think is really cool but then other times it's you know completely silent and you just kind of get very atmospheric sound effects and stuff so yeah that aspect of it is really cool the um because th- this is one of the games that we wrote about in our uh, indies of 2020, because mm. uh, and it was one of my ones because the the art style definitely like that grabbed me. And in the little bit here, I, I wrote that from what from what I saw, it kind of looked like um, if Tim Burton and Del Toro were to do like a children's sort of book. Um, Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's definitely got that that kind of vibe. Yeah, nice. Um, and the. Uh, I guess the kind of the surprise or the twist to like the evil presence in the game, um, I actually super thoroughly loved, uh, and it will speak to certain people of which I am one. So that's very cool. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was, that was today. Um, but the rest of the last, uh, what, two weeks, three weeks, um, I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima which uh, I haven't been playing for Well Played, unfortunately, um, but I have been playing for Press Start, so I'll have a review up there uh, technically tonight at midnight, but by this time, by the time this podcast comes out, it'll already be out. Um, I'm giving it an eight and a half over there. Um, it is very cool. Um, it's pretty much... I know we've spoken about the game a few times in the past, and... Uh, we've kind of had the conversation that over time it's become more and more clear that it's it's pretty much just your your typical open world triple A game, and not anything you know overly high concept or or not like you know Souls like or, or kind of anything sort of super unique. It's it's basically Assassin's Creed Japan, which um which I really dig. It's basically like pre Origins Assassin's Creed in terms of structure and and a lot of its gameplay elements. Um, but obviously set, yeah, in a, on an island in, in feudal Japan with invading armies to deal with. And, uh, it's, uh, probably the most beautiful game I've ever played. Wow. Even, even more beautiful uh, than, um, uh, what's the one we played recently? The Last of Us Part 2? <laughs> the Last of Us? Um, I mean, The Last of Us Part 2 obviously has, uh, from a technical level, an advantage, um, you know that game looks just amazing in in every sort of facet. This is uh, being an open world game, a little bit, I guess, less detailed and less heavy, in, you know all those crazy animations and stuff. But like the overall, like the world. Uh, overall world and the art and the way that Sucker Punch kind of have this uh, this technology going where they can just manipulate every part of the world at any time uh, is super super impressive. So like one of the one of the primary features and one of the ones I've been showing off for ages is like the guiding wind, which you can kind of summon at any time to sort of point you where you want to go instead of using the traditional waypoints. Um, and that wind kind of affects everything on screen. So all of the particle effects and grass and trees and characters clothes and 
um, and it's always kind of going and you can, you know, whenever you need to use it to point you to something different, like if it changes direction, then everything else changes direction with it. So it's, it's very like integrated in everything. Um, and they have like full on dynamic, you know, day and night and weather cycles and stuff. So like basically anytime you visit an area in the game, if you were to come back like 10, 15 minutes later, like the whole thing would look different from like the color grading on the screen to, you know, what's moving and uh yeah it's it's very 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 cool awesome. um yeah but uh yeah like in terms of in terms of the game itself basically you play as as Jin, who's a a samurai and uh mongolian army invades and they kind of take over the island of tsushima and you yeah you kind of go from from the south end to the north end just liberating uh you know parts of the island and making new allies and fighting back and yeah it's 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 structured very much like any other open world games you've got side quests and gear to find and you know skills to unlock and all that kind of stuff and you can you can play it very full-on and combat heavy or you can or you can sort of go a stealth route um but uh yeah probably the only only issues i had with it is the the combat is is really really good really really satisfying until it until you kind of square up against really big groups and then the the camera kind of starts becoming an issue and it, it gets a little bit clumsy, um, especially because it doesn't have any kind of like lock on or like automatic camera. Like you have to sort of maneuver and position it yourself while you're fighting. Um, and uh, in terms of like the open world gameplay stuff, even though like a lot of it's kind of disguised as, as very scenic kind of environmental features, it's mostly still just going, you know, I'm going to, get all these icons on the map and clear off all these fortresses and find all these hidden things and it's very kind of checklisty in that way but i mean other than that yeah it's um yeah probably the coolest best looking and and most kind of engaging open world that i've that i've played sweet so uh yeah so <clears throat> all right from a story perspective because sony games are mm. Obviously, that sort of top tier, you know, story driven experiences. Mm. How does um, the story compare to their other um, titles? Um, I mean, at f- at first, I wasn't really sold on it because it is like uh, like Jin as a main character is very kind of he's a samurai, so he's very you know stoic and emotionless at first and and it kind of takes a little while to to get off the ground but the side characters kind of carry it through the beginning and the writing is really really good um but it's very much like because it's 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 from sucker punch and they're they're a western developer obviously and they're making a a game set in japan so you can kind of see where a lot of what they've put into it is kind of it's almost like samurai film fan fiction. So like all the same kind of ideas and themes and stuff that you see in samurai films is pretty much what they've put into it. Mm. Um, but uh, like at about the halfway point uh, when, when Jin's kind of journey starts getting a little bit more complicated and he starts kind of veering off like the samurai path and all the side characters kind of get involved. It, it gets really, really good. Okay. Um, and the ending is super, super satisfying the only kind of issue I can see, and it's something I brought up in the review on Press Start, is that um, it seems like a lot of their marketing leading up to the release has been like, are you going to be like the Honorable Samurai or are you going to be like the Dishonorable Ghost? And like, so kind of like 
from a gameplay perspective, you can kind of yeah. From a gameplay perspective, you can you can do either of them at any time. Like you're not really locked into anything, um, and it doesn't affect the story at all. Like Jin's story is a set path. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how people react to that because I think a lot of people are expecting it to be not like a morality system, but like you know that you'd have some sort of influence on the story. Yeah. Um, so you feel like some not... people are gonna be taking that as a bit like dishonest in terms of like what they kind of said it was going to be or just yeah you know, i think it's just people's expectations might not quite line up with what it is right. i don't think it's going to make anyone angry or think that you know sony was lying to them but mm. it's you know it's just been very heavily marketed in one way so yeah ju- just on that so I've, I've not played it but let's say you kill everyone right so and then you do they have like um you know in far cry how they have like hideout no so not, not hideouts what are these things? outposts do they have yep. things like yeah. that in this game? Like, um, yeah, villages, yeah, yeah. I guess? so, so perhaps, yeah. So one of the ways you progress is by, you know, liberating mm, like, okay. Yeah. Villages and outposts and stuff. So, and I don't know how, how it, it works in the game. Um, but if you say you, you were a known killer when you got to a village, they would attack you on site kind of thing. Um, whereas if you mm. didn't kill everyone or whatever that, you know, that dishonest, honest thing, you know, maybe they were, yeah. More, but if you're saying it doesn't matter if you kill or not, then that's a bit nah. Weird. Yeah, because I mean, like all the the only the only people you're ever killing are obviously the uh, invaders. Okay. Uh, so, or like sometimes bandits and stuff. So basically, you know, if you go into a village that's full of uh, actual citizens of, of right, Tsushima, okay. they're not gonna, uh, okay. um, not gonna, yeah, be bothered what you've done. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of story stuff that I can't talk about that kind of plays into that, but mm. yeah. Um, okay. There's yeah. There's no no bearing on how you approach things. Okay. Um, how? Uh, what's the question I'm trying to ask? How checkboxy is it? It's 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 weird because it if you if you play it if you play it like a completionist and you just like open the map and set kind of not waypoints but you know points of interest that you want to want to go and find and you just kind of go from a to b and just clear everything off then it obviously is going to feel more like a typical open world game um but one of the things it does really well is you'll kind of you'll speak to someone they're like oh you know go i need your help doing this and that's like one of the side quests and you'll go start going to do it and then your your eye will get taken over to something else like on the horizon yeah uh like a plume of smoke or like a a fox or you know something interesting you'll follow that and then you'll that'll take you to something and then you'll kind of you just end up on these tangents that can go for hours where you're just exploring stuff and so it's almost like a breath of the wild in that sense almost yeah and they 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 do a really good job of kind of uh drawing things to your attention so that you do actively go out and seek everything in the world um and you're kind of rewarded with uh you know being able to see lots of like the the detail that they've put into the world that you wouldn't normally see if you actually do explore um and you don't have to do everything to kind of progress through the game either um yeah that was one it's not like you're forced to go and like collect like 50 friggin fox shrines or whatever like you can do as much as you want yeah so one of the questions i was going to have is is there a level gate to the um levels so you know no. how yeah so like you have to be a certain level to unlock this mission so you gotta go and do all this no. bullshit yeah cool that's good 
No. Another question I've got for you, and this is probably yeah. not going to make a lot of sense, maybe. Um, it, so <clears throat> do you think that this game will uh, get both um, a little bit of leeway and perhaps um, not leeway? I don't know. I don't know what the word is yet. I'm trying to think of the actual mm. question because it's a brand new IP. So you know how we get uh, people always say Assassin's Creed feels the same, blah, blah, blah. But this yeah. feels like the same kind of game, but obviously a different story and, and, and all that. But it's the first entry in this new series kind of thing. So do you think that helps uh, people not feel like it's just another open world game? If Yeah, that question probably got lost in. Yeah, I, I kind of get what you mean. Um, I think... I think being a fresh IP will definitely help it. I think a lot of what people are interested in with the game isn't that it's an open world game, it's that it's a, you know, a samurai game. So, so that's going to be its advantage. And even if you look at uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is, you know, at its core just another open world game, that got a free pass yeah. for it as well. Yeah. And that's other things that made up for it. That's a good frame of reference too because it does it plays a lot like Horizon in a lot of ways in terms of like the actual structure of its open world. So, the, what else would you compare it to? Just that to. and Assassin's Creed, really. Yeah, okay. I think those are the two, like pre Origins, like older Assassin's Creed kind of games, like down to, you know, like the Fortress Liberation. And it's got like old Assassin's Creed style tailing missions and stuff as well. Can you, um, um, does, does it have that sort of mechanic thing where you can, uh, you walk at a set pace so you don't always like, run up behind them kind of thing you know how there's, there's always those missions and you could, you always have to like stop and start because you get too close to them no it's a little bit different in this because it um it kind of it encourages you just to stay high like on on rooftops oh, and okay, stuff right. and you get kind of it's like a little bit puzzly where it's like it kind of gives you a, a certain path that you should follow um but yeah the stealth is actually really really cool as well because it's it, t- it makes a lot of use of um like to traditional Japanese buildings and stuff that they have. So you can like kind of climb in through like spots in the roof and like crawl underneath buildings and uh, stab people through like the paper shoji panel doors and stuff. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. The stuff, it's like classic open world kind of hide in the grass and throw things to distract people's stealth. But um, there's some cool, cool kind of twist to it. So, all right, one question that we might have spoken about previously was the combat um, mm. and how uh, similar that, that that was going to be to, like, Sekiro, all those kinds of, kinds of games. Yeah. Because, um, obviously, you know, samurai games, so it's got to be the same. But how um, similar is it? It's it's not really... you can't Yeah, it's not really comparable to, like, Sekiro and those really kind of technical action games it's more more again more on the assassin's creed side of things where it's very kind of you've just got a couple of buttons and it's it's about timing and and just kind of you'll if you're fighting like five five dudes they'll kind of come at you in succession they won't all come at you at once and you've kind of got to just manage the groups and and parry and deflect and that kind of stuff um, could you hack and slash it does your have way a, through it kind of thing like is it that sort you of could yeah on the easier difficulties you could for sure um and you know as you as you kind of progress the enemies kind of get a little bit 
harder they get sort of better armor or different abilities that you have to sort of learn how to manage um it it's it's a lot of fun like it's very kind of visceral and the like executions and stuff or like the you know kind of attacks that you can do are, are pretty brutal um one of the cool mechanics that it has is if you're kind of playing more like an honorable samurai type when you approach enemies you can like challenge them so you'll come up with a little prompt on the screen that you can engage them in a standoff and you have to just like time single button presses with them rushing you and you kind of just slice through them all so uh, you can kind of do the classic like samurai kill five guys before the first one hits the ground kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of cool. So like if you've got like a, a big fortress of 20 guys that you're about to break your way into, you can kind of clean up the first five really easily just by rushing straight in and challenging them. Nice. I've got three um, yeah. quick fire questions for you to, okay. to wrap it up. Uh, first one, who would win in a duel or a f- Sword fight, uh, Jin or Samanoski? Ooh, <laughs> um, Samanoski. Nice. Uh, yeah. The first he's dealt with a lot more shit than Jin. The first time you played Oni Musha compared to this, which game did you finish? Going that game was better, I guess. I know that's that's a hard question because obviously one's from like twenty years ago, but yeah, like twenty years ago when I first played. Oni Musha, I was like, this is way better than Ace of Tsushima. Which game do you enjoy more? I, th- like I-, I think, I think uh, this game probably okay. That's fair. left more of a lasting impression. It's on probably me. got a better story. I want to play it again. Like Oni Musha. No, well, yeah, <laughs> that. But uh, no, Ghost yeah. of Tsushima. I've like platinumed it, but I'm like. I want to oh, go back yes, and... actually, that's a question I did have for you. So you've platinumed it before I give you the, yeah. the final question. How long did that take? Uh, I think it was about 50 hours. Oh, okay, yeah, I'm never playing that. Never going to finish it. Um, <laughs> all right, last question. Uh, is this Sucker Punch's best game so far? Ooh. In a world where Sly Raccoon exists? No. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh. I think it is. I think it is. Nice. We got the Verbruge stamp of approval right now. Very it's it's nice. It's a weird one because, like I, like I said, I, I gave it an eight and a half, which doesn't seem like a best game ever score, mm. but like it's it's the fa- it's the my favorite world that they've kind mm. of created, um, and the the one I kind of most enjoy just like being in and just like exploring and stuff. Cool. Yeah, just on that, it's funny the the murmurs that I'm that we're hearing is that I'm not hearing a lot of big scores like you know eights and stuff are fine but like i'm talking bigger than that like i'm not hearing yeah much chatter about uh scores going which actually i don't know if it's if it's surprising to me or not I haven't worked that out um but in, yeah in, on yeah like one, it's an interesting yeah. one because like i think it's like sony exclusive, it is so you go big score you know um, yeah yeah but there's nothing wrong with an eight and a half no, no, of at course all not. but then you know you go you go again you go sony exclusive Pfft, mate knocking out a out of bed if it's not 90 or plus you know what I mean says the guy uh, who yeah. loves the order how good's the order shout out 68 on Metacritic whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> probably is a 68 you know it's no days it was, gone I think it was 68 um, someone check that out for us oh there's actually I'm an checking. order podcast coming out too with uh, the guy who plays Galahad which actually sounds pretty cool uh, he asked me if I wanted actually, to put in some questions it's going to be shorter than our podcast um, it's actually yeah, cool. a 63 oh damn went too high uh cool well 
shout out to uh, Press Start for letting you yeah, talk go about and, it here. Go and click on their website. Go click on www.press-start.com.au to check out all the Ghost of Tsushima content. We'll hopefully have a review in the future sometime. Um, we unfortunately didn't get it early, but Adam is waiting on standby for codes that will come hopefully tomorrow. Uh, you also did a couple of other pieces. I believe one was on the photo mode. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure which what stuff's going yeah. up when or what's actually going up, but um, I did kind of... I've drafted up a little piece about the photo mode because the photo mode is awesome. Um, and I might have some... Maybe like a, a guide or two. Oh, nice. Maybe some trophy stuff. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but um, don't want to go spoiling too much too quickly either True. um but yeah very nice uh you boys gonna check it out dylan and absolutely Kieran? like Kieran, you already played it dylan and jordan uh yeah i'll be giving you the go probably not straight away but at some point jordan you're gonna get it absolutely nice i think uh i've got the day off on friday so i'm gonna jump down to uh old mate and grab it be a good time install it and then Sit on the shelf and pledge it next year. That, that's my plan. And then go, I oh, feel like I can't pick my pledges. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck. Um, cool. All right, let's talk video game news because there's a fair bit this week. Um, oh, sorry to interrupt. My bad. I actually just go winding back to, to Creek's oh, yeah. uh, review to for me. a second. Um, and at that point, at the, the puzzle that I got. Uh, weirdly stuck in um thank you zach for when i messaged you to say that i was horribly stuck suggesting that i ask me <laughs> um if you, and i think jordan just disappeared so he might not have heard that, if you, uh, that was, if you he was the person i was most wanting to say yeah, that if to. you don't get that reference um there's been a couple of times where i've been stuck on some puzzles and i've uh, gone to kieran for a little bit of guidance because you know i just need that little bit of a push um another set of eyes and um yeah with uh no one to go to who do you turn to beat yourself that's it that's it uh so i don't know if jordan is here or not no he's gone that's okay he's just muted himself so that'll be fine uh let's talk video game news so i'll we'll go through the basic ones first um Not basic news or just the quick ones uh American, what, American, what? Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator uh, has a release date. Uh, this has been American Flight Simulator. Yeah, I don't know what was. I yeah, boy. I thought that. Um, More of an Australian Flight Simulator fan. The news piece has escaped me, so I can't talk about it. Yeah, so that was given a release date today of August twenty-eight. Uh, no, sorry, August eighteen. Sorry, it, it's uh, being developed by my boys. Sobo, who did uh, a Plague Tale Innocence, um, nice. Has anyone played a flight simulator before? No. Insert Jordan no. saying wipeout. Um, yeah. Yeah. So reading off uh, Adam's little news piece here. Uh, where are we? So Xbox Game Studios and Sobo Studios has announced that Microsoft Flight Simulator will be releasing on PC on August eighteenth. Oh, it's not coming to Xbox. All right, you can tell I didn't read this news first. Um, Rude. It's important to note that this release includes the PC version of Xbox Game Pass. So that's pretty cool. Uh, there are three different versions. Um, all the airports 
there were, there's 37,000 airports in the game, apparently. Um, all will be included in the standard edition, but the deluxe, uh, deluxe, deluxe and premium deluxe versions um, have more detailed versions of those airports and other aircrafts. Um, 20 planes included, uh, 100 bucks for the standard, 140 for the, uh, what did I say, the deluxe, and then 180 for the premium deluxe. Uh, there's a big list of old mates, old mate airports on the on the website there. If you want to go check that out and some gameplay footage, um, I mean, in, in a year that uh, you know international travels basically gone to dead, gone to the poo poo. Um, this will be a good chance for some people to get on a plane if that's what you you keen for? Uh, anyone keen for Flight Simulator? I'm actually surprised it's not coming on on Xbox. I wonder why that is. Is it just? It is coming to Xbox though. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's just not not John's, on August 18. I keep saying. I keep fucking people's names up. Adam's uh, news doesn't uh, mention anything about Xbox here. But even though there's a big Xbox logo, which I assume is because they're publishing it. Um, Dylan, can we get a Google on that, please? Yeah, mate. Uh, I'm on it. Cheers, mate. Um, I know that these games were super popular way back. Um, yeah. Yeah. And they haven't had one for a while, but... They're still, like, quietly popular yeah. with, like, the... Obviously, the kind of crowds that go out and buy, like, the full cockpits and stuff, yeah. <laughs> which uh, blows my mind. Um, yeah, imagine that. Just in your, in your spare room, just got a fuck-off cockpit. Um, I'm actually, like... Even though this is pretty old news, but the fact that the developer of A Plague Tale is the co-developer on Flight Simulator. This <laughs> is kind of whack. But actually, the owner or the, well, or the CEO... Flying of, is A Plague Tale these days. Wow. Um, the CEO <laughs> of A Plague... Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck, not A Plague Tale. The CEO of Asobo is actually a <laughs> pilot. CEO. Wow, okay. Well, maybe he can... But it's a good thing he's got a job. Oh, wow. Uh, he, well, he's, he's got two. So... Um, so, Dylan, can we get a... Do we have an answer? I mean, it, it looks more like it's just for PC at the moment, but there are, like, placeholders and stuff for Xbox right. One versions, so... Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to look deeper in the meantime. I wonder if it's too hot to handle for... Um, but Series X I mean, I wouldn't, ex- I wouldn't expect a simulator like that to be on a console, but, I mean, it's... I don't know. Like We are in... Yeah, I don't know. Anyway... Cool. Flight Sim, Jordan, are you keen? Uh, looks cool, but Sims just aren't my thing. Fair. Uh, Skull and... Actually, no, I'll say that for when we just do the booby dive. Uh, PS5 case. Uh, this came out, I think, just after the potty last week. Uh, I don't know, 10th day, last Friday or something. Um, so the PS5 game case design has been revealed. Um, it's kind of got like... Yeah, it's got, it's got the blue casing... Uh, but it's got the white um, trim, I guess, where PS5 logos and whatnot are. Uh, mm-hmm. It's kind of ugly. Karen, you were, yeah. you were kind of in the same boat there. I just... I get that there's kind of still, like, when, with the LED lights and stuff on the console, like a blue motif, mm. but I don't know why they're stuck with that for the cases. Yeah. It just looks... It just reminds me Blu-ray. that, you know... Blu-ray cases exist, which are old news. Oh, I still buy Blu-rays. Um, you would. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just feel like they, they could have had a, a black case or a, like a clear case or something to kind of differentiate it. 
see, um, see, I, I think the idea that I well, not wasn't my idea, but I like the the renders of the, the of the cardboard ones, like you know, yeah, like digi packs or the little yeah, like a yeah, a DVD sized or a CD sized like yeah. cardboard pack would have been um, very very cool. Not only is it and like, probably more um, environmentally yeah, like friendly, super envir friendly and stuff. Like, I think that 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 would be massive if they sort of did that because you think of how many cases they would produce and whatnot um if they, yeah, if they came out a lot and said of that we're going to be using recyclable cardboard or whatever to make these cases mm. that'd be um yeah yeah i'm kind of kind of shocked they didn't do something like that to be honest Cause that, yeah because i think that would be a good you know not something huge but it would be definitely uh like a good a little advantage um you know we're going yeah friendly but we're not um yeah. jordan what'd you make of the cases uh, it looks pretty tacky and ugly. I, I, don't, I don't like the white with that blue case. It's just, uh. Yeah. Mm. I also think maybe the the actual, um, the one that they've used here, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, maybe that's just a bad example because the black really sort of... It's not like... like the, yeah. Like this, you got three different... I mean, I know that all cases are probably going to have a bunch of colors, but they're very bold. Like you got the big, bold black background, not sort of a detailed background and then the white and then the blue just sort of See, just i reckon it would have been better if they did a gradient so like behind the ps5 logo it's a light blue and then it fades to the white towards the edge of the case mm. anyway uh dylan what do you think mate uh i think it's fine i mean i'd, I'd rather the i'd rather them not have a, a blue case mm. but i do like i don't mind the white um okay. they should make yeah it i wish i wish maybe the cases were black or Potentially even a yeah, I'd say that would probably be the best looking uh, alternative. But I guess they're just like we're already making blue PS4 cases. Let's just keep it that way. Maybe um in the factory they said, look, we got eight million left of these blue cases. What do you want to do with them? They're like fuck it, we'll, yeah. just, we'll just make PS5 cases out of them. Let's just let's just do it again. Like as long as they don't change it halfway through. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah no, nah, please. Please don't do that. So you, you could even... That's more what it is, knowing that, that we're going to have those same blue cases for another eight years. That's what yeah. I don't like. Yeah, we'll see that. I mean, it means, it, means you can, it means you can still use the, the blanks at work. Uh, see, the cardboard ones... <laughs> we don't even have those. Good... So what's Oh, really? Way? That's rough. Because yeah. you could even... With the cardboard ones, I think that's also better suits, like digital stuff as well, maybe. Uh, yeah. So you could have, yeah, like a... Kind of like those, you know, when you buy Microsoft Office or whatever at work, you just you scan the yeah. you scan the barcode and then you scan like the inside of it and it act- activates that game code or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could totally do stuff. And like then that. you've still got a little, you know, cardboard kind of thingy to to put on your shelf instead of plastic. And then and... you throw them out, and then they cost a lot of money in the future. Mm. Like N sixty four boxes, dude, I'd kill for one. Like N sixty four box <laughs> games, fuck. Childhood regret. Uh, all right. Uh, Big Phil Spencer, Mr. Xbox, has um, said this week that... Uh, covering the... So Xbox, Xbox boss says generation exclusives are completely counter to what gaming is all about. This is on VGC. Um, just says that... Uh, Xbox head Phil Spencer has said that he believes that generational exclusives are completely counter to what gaming is all about. The executive's comments come in a frank discussion with gamingindustry.biz about Microsoft's cross-generational release strategy, which 
will see its future games released across its uh, next-gen Xbox Series X console plus current-gen hardware and PC, uh, which is basically the opposite of what Sony's doing, which has basically said that PS5 exclusives are for PS5. Um, he says, as a player, you are the center of our strategy. Uh, our device is not the center of our strategy. Our game is not the center of our strategy. We want we want to enable you to play the games you want to play with the friends you want to play with on any device. And he goes on and on a bit there. But um, you kind of get the idea. What do you um, make of this? I mean, you could sort of take it two ways. You could um, say that basically Xbox is shit the bed when it comes to ex- exclusive so of course they're kind of not going to um, push that but then again they've been very heavy on the uh, service side of things in the last few years so this kind of mm. uh, you know adds up you know makes sense with their their strategy um, but I think that just because they're doing it doesn't mean Sony sort of has to do it. I think that's an unfair swipe um, yeah because like I feel like PlayStation's like the only thing sort of keeping Sony afloat, really, in terms of making money, uh, or, or like big money. Um, yeah. yeah. Whereas Microsoft has got, you know, deep pockets Everything. kind of thing, so they can afford to kind of, you know... Play around. Yeah, a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I think, the, I think the, the core difference is that Sony's exclusives are like sell systems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're for. Mm. Like Sony, you know, doesn't pump hundreds of millions of dollars into The Last of Us Part 2 because that game's going to make them bulk money. It's because that means people are going to buy PlayStations and then those people are going to play Fortnite and, you know, Sony's going to make 30% of microtransactions that Epic makes and... You know, yeah. that's their strategy. The more people buying their system, the more and buy. revenue they're going to make from everywhere else on the system. Yeah, PS Plus, um, you know, the but, controls yeah. and stuff. But uh, Microsoft, like, you know, no, like not to knock their, their franchises, but they don't, they don't sell systems. So they need to no. make money from every market they possibly can. I think um, Halo might be the only one that, yeah. that people would, if it's good, I think Halo 4 kind of, well, not four, five. Oh, yeah, sorry, five. Yeah. Sorry, um, Halo Five kind of didn't have the impact it did, so Halo doesn't quite have the the name it once did. But we we still got Halo Five Limited Edition <laughs> Xbox really? Ones. No, oh, in the store. Mad. Surely you flog those. They came out before my store even opened, and we have them. So you know, surely you'd you'd, whack, you'd whack do a it. dirty deal. Well, you. I'm surprised. Yeah, you try. Really? And no you one, try, yeah. No one wants a bar? Yeah. No. What's the cost of that, you reckon? Well, you probably know what the cost is, I guess. I know, yeah. but... Like, are we talking over 200 Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. That's a dumb question, actually. Sorry, I don't, I don't know why I asked that. Um, Idiot. Idiot. But yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, wow. That's uh, <laughs> If anyone wants to buy a uh, Halo 1, yeah. <laughs> Halo 1, fuck, I'm done. Come to an undisclosed store at undisclosed um, location. Or send us a DM and we'll figure out <laughs> shipping. Actually, here's a news item for you. We had a case of the Rona in the uh, in the shopping center. Real? Oh, they're going to say in your store. Yeah, I, nah. I did see that. in um, Two, A couple stores down. In um, Platypus, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, Adam's... Uh, no, his dad, because his, his dad works for Sony, but Adam's Sony. sister... Yep. Adam's dad's a platypus? Adam's sister works for platypus. Push. Puss? 
Puss. Puss. Had a puss. <laughs> Can the intro just be that snippet of I, I think puss, it has puss, to puss, be. Puss, puss, <laughs> um, push, 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 push. Push, push, I think, puss. not to get all like deep and stuff, but I think, she, I think because of uh, she's been stood down because uh, of the, um, you know, the lockdowns and whatnot, which is very sad. So that, but, yeah. Oh. But. Uh, well, you know, they obviously need the money because they opened the store back up a couple of days later. So what is, yeah, like what happens with that? Do you kind of go, oh, I'm not going near platypus? Yeah, they. I mean, they look pretty dead. Mm. Uh, <laughs> definitely give it a wide berth when we walk past. One of the... Is that actually happened at, at Officeworks store? Um, maybe, actually, maybe I probably shouldn't be discussing this on... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. I want to cut that out. Yeah, let's cut that out. Um, yeah, hey, platypus, wow. Um, right, let's move on to some next news. Oh, wait, unless anyone's got any other thoughts about Xbox uh, and what old Phil is saying. George, surely you got some, some uh, thoughts on that. Uh, yeah. You're a passionate I'd, man. Yeah, like, I, I I get both sides of the argument. I get why Sony doing it, but I'm more for uh, the Xbox approach just because okay. it's a little more division than I'd like. Uh, if I want division, I'll go to Uplay for that. Wow. Do you think... Nice. Do you not... Sorry. There you go. I was, I was, Jordan, do you not uh, think that the their games being cross-generation is going to hamper, like, innovation for their exclusives? No, If they have exactly. to kind of, they like, use... work to the lowest common denominator? No, because they already do that with PC anyway. Yeah. Like, the lowest common denominator... Yeah right now is still on PC because there are people that play on very low-end systems. But is that... So it's, yeah, it's but about if, if the PlayStation technology. games... If if they made a game strictly for the Series X and so not PC, not uh, Xbox One, surely they'd be able to... Surely there'd be, there'd be like a different ceiling. Yeah, it, it would be, but that's... That's like a... It's like an entirely different approach to game development, though. It's, it's why I appreciate Sony, because... You know, you, like we said, you don't get games like The Last of Us 2, even though they didn't like the game. On a technical standpoint, you just couldn't have it on any of the other systems. Yeah. And So you're happy um, for that to not kind of happen on the Xbox? Well, it's not that I don't want that to happen. It's Xbox's exclusives are impressive on a more scalable reason rather than um, the PlayStation's tailored reason. Because if the, if the tailored experience is bad, then it's always bad. But if... A scaled experience is bad on one part of the scale, uh, the scale, then the other parts can still be good. Are you referring Unless to it's rise, and then it's bad on the best yeah. end of the scale first. But I mean, like, even if you look at this is a really game. weird comparison. But even if you look at, say, Control, where the physics are so crazy that it pushes the current uh, consoles to their limits, and you know, you get frame drops, and the PS4 sounds like it's gonna fucking take off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a completely similar. flawless experience on PC. You know, it's about developers learning how to scale everything correctly and clever use of technology that covers a lot of people rather than one specific thing. Right. Cool. Fair. I reckon they do it. I reckon the whole Microsoft approach is still part of the, you know, still due to the fact that they got destroyed in the last gen to the point where I think they just, they're, they're reliant on services now to try and, you know, bridge the gap a bit. I think they're just happy to, you know, like you said, they have enough money to experiment and do things that, you know, 
Sony won't do because they hold the power in terms of console sales and stuff at the moment. But um, yeah, I think they're just, you know, they're doing their own thing and I'm for it. But but yeah, I don't know what that means for, like, yeah, like you said, the performance of, of games overall with, you know, having to cater to previous gen hardware and stuff like that. But I'm interested to see how they deal with it for sure. Nice, but do you, just to, I know we should wrap this up, but surely Phil would have known that um, with poor exclusives, he was leaving himself mm. open to that kind of comeback kind of thing. You know, you know you're only saying in, that. In, he, what do you mean? Exactly. Well, you know, so Phil goes, uh, exclusives are bad kind of thing, and then people. Go, oh yeah, yeah. People go, well, that's because you, you know, you got you got shit ones, mate. Whereas, you know, Sony's are all, not all, but, you know, majority of them are well, I mean, pretty good. Well, I mean, I guess, like, a good way to look at it, to a degree, would be to have a look at all the first-party Sony stuff that came out this gen that wasn't around last gen. And then look at what Xbox has and see what the tent poles are. Like, obviously, like, they're, they have an over-reliance on, what, their big three, which would, what, be Halo, Gears, and Forza, maybe? So, like, they don't yeah. really have much else and i mean those games have gotten into entries now where you know you've got gears 4 and gears 5 and halo 5 and soon to be infinite and that those series have been around long enough now that i feel that people that aren't in them already feel maybe perturbed you know they they might feel less likely you know less inclined to to jump in because those those franchises have kicked off so far ahead without them to the point where it's like, oh, well, you know, maybe not for me. Obviously, they can do reboots and stuff, you know, Halo Infinite, you know, being not a numbered title, but, you know, I don't know whether or not it's still technically being seen internally as a Halo 6. But um, I guess, yeah, I, I think the main thing that they just need is to, you know, have some new franchises set out and, you know, stick around with them for a couple of years, you know, make one or two or three of a certain thing. And, but they have you know, tried still that. have your Halo... Like, yeah. like, like they've tried Quantum Break, they've tried Rise, they've tried Sunset Overdrive, and they've all none of really. I mean, none of them, none, yeah, none, none of them really though. hit. Yeah. yeah, Sunset Overdrive was pretty good. I thought all three were good. Yeah, so what up? So, yeah, but actually, they are. Look like, where so, Insomniac are. They are good games. God, man, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I think I think they just need they just need something else basically because you know those those franchises are good and the people that are already there are, are, are you know still interested in them or have you know weaned off, but. They need a couple of new things to, to bring people in. Whereas you know Sony are not, af- not really afraid to add, you know, new sort of franchises. Although you know a lot of them can be, boiled down to you know narrative driven single per uh, single person single player experiences. Like at least there's you know variety there, mm. which you know Microsoft seem to, not really have at the moment. But you know they you know they're acquiring studios. They're, you know, hopefully planning for something. So. Like I'd like to be able to have a reason to you know buy one of their consoles, you know, because I'm more or less happy to just buy a PS4, a Nintendo console, you know, the Switch, and then a PC because I can just play everything on there. But yeah, nice. All right, let's um, let's move on. So Ubisoft this week had their Ubi Forward, sorry, Ubisoft Forward digital event. Um, did anybody else watch it? Probably didn't watch it live, did you? Uh, I watched it live. Did I you? stayed up for it. Oh, why didn't you tell me, dog? I was there. 
didn't even know. Honestly, I was there for the whole uh, Watch Dogs 2 thing, and then like 20 minutes before it ended, they're like, oh, everyone's going to get it for free because our login server is a shit. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to bed. I was yeah. tired. There you go. Um, cool. So, have you all seen it since? Or at least, yep. the, at least the main stuff? Yep. Um, yep. All right, let's kick it off. So first we got, um, and we'll just probably cover the main, the main big things here. We won't probably talk about the smaller stuff, but maybe quickly, um, cause I saw you guys were chatting about it in the, um, the discord there, but hyperscape. Yep. Uh, what do you, that was announced last week or whatever. Um, you guys are going to check it out in the betas or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, they yeah. just said now that uh, Australian servers are up, so you know, there's actually a reason for Australian people to play it. Yep, and I'm downloading it now to play after this, just to give it a go, see what it's like. It looks fun. Yeah, I thought this would be more uh, your thing, Jordan, because you kind of like those games. Maybe you and um and um Adam, but it's only on. Say so Adam should be for us. It's only on but, PC. Yeah, it's PC. Isn't it? Is it, is it... Uh, so far, yeah. yeah, it's coming to console. Okay, but yeah, PC um, currently. Cool. Yeah, I think, yeah, they showed a bit of that. That wasn't the first, I don't think. But yeah, so they kicked it off pretty much with Watch Dogs Legion. Um, yep. And if you didn't know previously, the game actually had a release date of April this year, but back in December last year, it was actually delayed indefinitely because um, they wanted to basically allow the studio to um, achieve their vision. You know that that line that they usually throw out there. Um, but we've got a new release date, uh, October 29. It's coming out, which is yep. actually a lot later than what I was guessing at. Um, Shannon and I from uh, Press Start were chatting about it. Uh, and maybe even Kieran and I, perhaps, I can't remember. But we thought maybe a September release might make sense to, to just kind of give it a bit of breathing room from, you know, your mm, year. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't really have much breathing room, um, does it? And then Assassin's Creed, which which, which we'll talk about. Um mm. But funnily enough, this is pretty much the only game that I could think of, a big game that is, that didn't leak, um, or at least all of it didn't leak ahead of yeah. schedule. Um, but gameplay-wise, uh, we saw uh, more of that whole uh, you can recruit anyone um, yep. mechanic. Uh, so, yeah, and there's it looks like there's specialised... Uh, Sorry, not specialized. Special characters. Um, so in the in the gameplay um, footage they had, they used a construction guard. Uh, guard, sorry, construction worker. Um, and he had like a nail gun and that sort of um, that drone uh, that let him sort of access higher levels and stuff. Um, but I mean, it looked like Watchdogs, like you know, like typical Watchdogs sort of thing with a few, with a few added bits and pieces. Um, what do you guys think of yep. of this? Um, fucking wow blew the roof off um, <laughs> well, I fucking loved it I think it looks super cool it, it looks it looks pretty cool I haven't looked at it too heavily but like from what I looked at at cursory glance it looks pretty mm. cool and the story looks kind of cool too um, the yeah the, the, from what I can quickly gather because I was mega tired when, it, when I watched it I actually haven't watched it since but it looks like the, uh, in so the London setting there and it's kind of going to shit with like a terrorist group or something so the they've called it yeah, I think like, I think dead sec 
getting like blamed for was it dead sec though oh yeah sorry but they might be getting blamed. but 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 they're not the ones that are doing it i don't think no yeah um and they've called in this military sort of security company to sort of control yeah to can can um control the the streets and that um and obviously dead sec going up against up against them um but i was hoping that you guys would bring it up but you didn't because you were so hyped about it but the john wick character like how cool was that sequence? You guys have no idea what I'm what I'm talking about, do you? Uh, yeah, the, just the guy that was like flipping people and stuff. Yeah, he was like just yeah, full John like Wick the John Wick, but not John Wick. Yeah, like no licensing payments. Yeah, no, we don't too have busy Keanu, with Cyberpunk. But to be fair, I I trust Kieran's opinion. He said John Wick three sucks. So. I did wonder. I was like, are they going to tie in John Wick? I was waiting for it, but they never did. So I was like, well, this is. This looks like John Wick. It acts like John Wick. Uh, it's set in oh, really? London. Oh, right. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> yeah, he's not British, though. Exactly. Well, no, I thought that, you know... No, I'm saying the game's set in Yeah, no, London. but I thought that, you know, they might have just tied in, like, you know, featuring and they've recruited John Wick or some bullshit like that. Some... Let's call him, like, Jonathan Wicklebottom. <laughs> <laughs> like a British John Wick. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very keen uh, to, uh, to, to play this. Uh, did anyone else got anything to say about John Wick? Ah, uh, fucking Watch Dogs. <laughs> um, I I watched the trailer and I mean I wasn't mega engaged because I'd kind of you know already gotten the idea of as you know as to what this sort of game was. Obviously, somewhat apprehensive about how to tell an engaging narrative narrative and have you know characters that you care about when they, you know, are all kind of expendable in the sense that, you know, you can literally be anyone. Mm. I'm interested to see how they deal with that, though. Um, I did play the first and the second, you know, platinum them both, so I do actively, you know, engage mm. with, the, with, the, with the series and have enjoyed them. But um, I'm watching some gameplay now, a bit more in it. I mean, it, lo- it looks like Watch Dogs 2, basically. So, and I mean... And I mean um, you know, you played Watch Dogs 2. I played Watch Dogs 2. Kieran is playing Watch Dogs 2. Jordan yeah, yeah. tried to play Watch Dogs 2. Um, it's it's a solid game. Watch Dogs 2 is, is great. So if it's more of that in a British setting with it, you know, a bit more, you know, interesting sort of mechanics and stuff to tinker around with and stuff like that, I'm sure it'll be an interesting time. I wonder if you can um, drive the, uh, the fake taxi car. <laughs> you would. Um, no, but no it looks it looks good. I'm interested to see, especially when you can like go into like the the Albion strongholds and stuff. Yeah, that's like some cool stuff. Um, and obviously they've got this big bad character, the head of of the Albion, you know, like sort of military group. Yeah, trying to dismantle them from within, I guess. If you you know become one of them, I don't know how it works, but yeah, and it's cool it's how um yeah the way that like like that gameplay footage sort of showed that off how you can. Uh, you can it's a lot harder but you can recruit one of the um, guards of of Albion to sort of get access but as soon as like if they suspect you like they'll just fucking kill you like on site like you know Um, so you kind of got to be careful but but yeah no I think the uh, recruit anyone is a cool mechanic but yeah hopefully it's sort of not hopefully it works yeah and and yeah uh, Shannon at Press Start's got a got a preview up um, 
and he's he's written that you can actually turn because previously permadeath was kind of I think it was automatic, um, so you didn't have a choice. Like if your character was killed, then uh, then they would go. That was on. it. Yeah, but I think yeah. you can actually turn it. You can turn it off, so there's only like a cooldown sort of now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, looks very cool. October twenty nine, uh, PS four, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, it's been confirmed for smart delivery on Series X. It's got a PS five version on the Ubi Store. So I'm um, assuming there's some sort of similar there. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was next. Uh, this was the release date for this was actually leaked on Instagram the day previously, I think, um, or the couple of days previously uh, for November 17, which is why yeah that October 29 date for Watch Dogs is seems a bit weird. You know they're like within basically two weeks of one another or three weeks. Um, so they're two of their biggest games very close together. Which makes me, well, you know, I guess we've all said it, but um, the next gen is probably going to be very, very close to those dates um, within a couple of weeks, most likely. Um, so it sounds like people have a lot to sort of play on their new consoles because um, Valhalla is launching two days before Cyberpunk. Um, nice. This uh, Assassin's Creed, the new one, the footage, the very, very basic footage that they showed they didn't really show much i should don't think they showed anything did they did they show gameplay they showed gameplay yeah yeah, yeah. sorry i'm getting confused with yeah they had like a like a gameplay trailer where they kind of ran through a few okay, of the cool, yeah. different features yeah, and stuff they, it wasn't like a like an a to b kind of like yeah because they leaked walk that, through gameplay that, but the gameplay leak was one i was thinking of at first and i was yeah. like no they had the people talking about the game about the you know uh, the research and stuff behind it, and I was like, "Do they actually end up showing it?" But yeah, uh, this looked pretty, pretty average. Um, yeah. Um, which I'm surprised about because I thought Vikings would be like pretty fucking cool, but yeah, it looks yeah, looks shit. Like I'm just, it, I'm just gonna it, say. it 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 honestly just like looks like a an Origins and Odyssey reskin reskin. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Like, so they, uh, they do have chaos. they do have like new features and stuff like raiding and you know uh kind of very viking flavored kind of things but those all almost look like uh they're going to just go the way of the like the big scale battles they had in the previous two games which were cool but happened like once or twice mm. and just kind of feed off of the main like the core gameplay anyway so it also yeah it looks like maybe um ship stuff is maybe a little bit more heavier this time around um, mm. you know and your, and your characters can um, or your, Fuck naval or your stuff. crew sorry can sing songs and stuff like they had in Black Flag which I fucking I hate it love a tune um, but yeah this was super disappointing and I think yeah we were saying um, yeah pre thing that they just haven't really shown much um, footage for, the, for this at all and after that sort of that big leak went out last week like the half an hour of the gameplay footage i'm not sure if we discussed that on the pod yet i don't think we did um or maybe we did but yeah that was super disappointing that footage um yeah maybe uh assassin's creed is finally starting to uh decline no what do you mean finally it won't happen though like they won't stop they just need to it was good when they changed up the like the gameplay kind of Mm switched the genres up a little bit, made it more RPG-like, but I feel like they need to shake it up again already. 
Yeah. Like they can't just keep kind of rehashing the same concept, especially with the games being as long as they are now. Yeah. Like I'm not prepared to do like another hundred hours of the same thing, just in a different the same world, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was actually some, they... some, some comments, sorry, that I, that I was reading as like people were like, go back to how it was before they went to, to Origins. <laughs> Uh, well, those people have Ghost of Tsushima, so, you know. There you go. Uh, Jordan? Um, yeah, I'm just thinking, yeah, like, they do need to change it up, especially with how quick the turnaround is for sequels. Like, it's just a very stagnant series. Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe they just release them too often, and that's why it's... So if they spread these three out across, you know, six years or nine years or whatever, you know, maybe that they don't feel as fucking same don't know uh yeah so that's coming november 17 um i don't think anybody here's going to prioritize that over cyberpunk but valhalla nah yeah. nah unless you're doing the review dylan oh can't wait to put 80 hours into that <laughs> uh then they had the probably you know the, the, uh, i can't talk there was meant to be the big surprise for this event, which was Far Cry 6, but again, that was leaked um, the day previously, yeah. um, or the day prior. Uh, and it's got uh, your mate, Kieran. Old Giancarlo. Giancarlo is the, uh, is the bad The Gus Fring. Um, what do you guys think of, I mean, yeah, like, I don't think, did they, I think the trailer leaked real, like real late, like, um, whereas it was just the, the, the PSN listing um, got out before the game was announced and revealed basically everything, um, the date, and which is February 18, 2021. But yeah, I think the trailer only leaked. I'm not sure if the trailer even did leak, but um, what do you guys think of the cinematic here? Uh, I, I thought it was cool. I kind of like the vibe they're going for. Yeah. But... um. I'm a little bit wary after Far Cry 5. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's um, like it's classic Ubisoft to be like, look at this kind of cool scenario that we've got. You know, it's it's something political. It's, you know. No, no, they're not political. But but exactly, but they're not. So it's like, you well, know. Well, they, never, they this, never get there. They tease it. And then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They have these, you know in real life these very very complex kind of scenarios that are like rich for for storytelling and and exploration and then you know you you get this like cool cinematic with Giancarlo and his son and uh you know there's riots happening and he's kind of trying to instill these these views on his son and it's it's all this very all this stuff that could go very complex and deep and then in reality you you know you play the game and you've probably got a gun that like shoots CDs or whatever yeah. it's like they can't they can't balance they don't they don't bother to get into into the political political side of things it's more just there to be like a draw for people that are like oh yeah that's that looks cool and interesting yeah so yeah i'm like it looks cool but i'm hesitant yeah right yeah i think that's uh i think almost all the um yeah like sort of like you're saying all they like all the ubi games have very cool premises but yeah they kind of just don't quite execute them yeah i think fire cry 5 is like the worst for that though see i think i thought that that idea like that concept of just the 
you know, the cult sort of in the regional, or not regional, but, you know, like rural kind of America was was fucking cool. And I thought the, it's, the like, the main it's, guy... It is cool. It's a good idea, but they just don't... The, yeah. The main, like, the characters and the, and the ideas and stuff are always cool, but they just never, like... Follow through kind of thing. They, they don't... It's, I mean, it's, I don't know, it might, this might not read properly, but like, they don't pick a side. Mm. They don't no. say anything. If you, if you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. they'll, there's, there's things to talk about, but they don't talk about them. They just put them there. Mm. And I think like, and coming like from that. my perspective, like I'm one of the, I'm probably like the biggest Far Cry nerd. Cause I, that's like every, every time I ever re- write a feature, it's about fucking Far Cry. Like once a year, Zach knows his favorite. <laughs> um, I think, I think what I gathered from this trailer is, you know, maybe the false sort of belief that this will go a bit more deeper narrative in a narrative sort of sense. You know, I'm hoping, I know that having looked at uh, Twitter after it, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, maybe this, this game will, you know, hopefully tell the story that you know the other games you know have teased and in trying to do but never fully go into um and i mean i'm hopeful for that but then again it's 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 ubisoft they always have you know interesting well not always but they always have trailers and and stuff like that that you know kind of they definitely always have trailers (laughs) they do always have trailers but they've got they've always got trailers that you know kind of tell this the story to a level in which you kind of never really see in the yeah. game they kind of like they, they they lead you to believe that there's going to be more uh more to it than there actually is and it's like on the one hand they have that that cinematic trailer and on the other hand they have the collector's edition which comes with a skin for your cyborg sausage dog yeah and i mean like i i saw that and like oh cool uh-huh. and it's just like it's the same with far cry 5 when you get like the bear named cheeseburger and all that sort of shit like it's 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 trying to be serious but at the same time it sits in that level of like dumb self-aware humor to the point where you can't really take it seriously. Whereas mm. like I'd, I'd kill for a, a Far Cry game that takes itself a little bit more seriously. Far Cry 3 was good. Yeah. Three, three, three I think that had a favorite. good balance. Yeah. yeah. Cause the, the more recent Far Cry's have more or less just been Borderlands without cell shading. Yeah. Right. I think four was still somewhat serious, but even then you had like the the two dudes that just get high all the time. But even then, that was that was still okay. Like it wasn't, it wasn't you know going into the actual like you'd you'd have dream sequences basically. It wasn't like it wasn't present in the actual world of the game. It was like elsewhere. Mm. Whereas in like Far Cry Five, it's just I guess a lot more silly. And even though I liked New Dawn a lot, like. That 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 franchise for fatigue is still very much there to the point where like I hope they make changes similarly to what I guess whoop, something just fell I don't know if you heard that um, similarly to, I guess from how the Assassin's Creed franchise moved from I guess what was the last one before they swapped over Syndicate maybe yep, yep. Worst across one. to Origins and Odyssey and that. So maybe they need to do something equivalent to that, to the Far Cry series to kind of, you know, move it along. But even then, New Dawn came out last year and uh, 6 is coming out in 21. Mm. And I looked the other day and it's like, I think Far Cry 3 came out in 2012. Blood Dragon was probably 13. Far Cry 4 was 14. Uh, Primal was fifteen or something like that. It's they're all. It's like every year, basically, you get a Far Cry game, whether or not it be 
it's a main line and then a spin-off sort of thing. So it's like whether or not they've had enough time to be able to, you know, get enough of, of, of a, you know, a break in to be able to, you know, make enough workings to it to have that sort of change is, you know, I guess something we'll see. But I'm kind of scared that at the same time, it might just be more of the same to the point where it's just like, oh, well, I've, I've played this game since Far Cry 3. You know what I mean? Speaking of Far Cry 3, there was um, a theory during the rounds on Twitter and that, that uh, Giancarlo's son in the in the game, yep. Diego, was actually going to be your mate. Your mate. Vass. Mm. But um, mm. that looks like that's not the case. There's a lot of reasons why that isn't the case. Like yeah. Vass has a, a whole backstory already. Yeah. Mm. And um, I mean, I think but, the is it the is the voice actor Michael Mando or Mando? Is that is that his name? The yeah. voice actor for Vars? Yeah, he did say previously that you know there was going to we were going to see more Vars, but I mean that might not be here. Like I don't think you know people are going. Oh, cool, his eyebrows cut. That's him, mate. Like <laughs> mm, we'll, we'll see. I feel like that'd be and like Kieran said, it's pretty, he's got a backstory. Like that would be a very deliberate thing to show off. Because mm. um, I think you know you feel like you'd want maybe want that bit of surprise, but showing yeah. off that cut, that sort of cut eyebrow, that kind of you know that's like a dead giveaway kind of thing. Yeah. Um, also, the the vice in game doesn't even have that. Yeah, he doesn't. That's like the actor's <laughs> yeah. style thing. Whatever. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Assassins. It'd be cool though. Far Cry Six. Sorry, uh, Far Cry Six hitting. February 18, 2021, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series X, and PC. I think Stadia's in there as well somewhere. So free upgrade as well? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. Well, I think most things are going to be free upgrades unless they're from GTA or Activision or EA. Um, Keeping on the Ubi train... Let's go... Yeah, so there's Skull and Bones. So you guys remember Skull and Bones? Yep. Barely. Yeah, so it's basically the uh, naval combat part of Assassin's Creed pulled out into... The worst part. Yeah. Pulled out into a a full sort of game. Um, Released... Sorry, not released, sorry. Announced back in 2017. Uh, It's basically... I think it was coming out... Was it 2019 was when it was scheduled or something like that? Something like that, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just been delayed like nonstop. Um, and there's a report uh, on GameIndustry.biz basically saying that Skull and Bones has been given an internal reboot. Um, and it says here, Naval Battle Adventure to take on a live story te- storytelling model inspired by Fortnite. Ubisoft's part of oh. Skull and Bones has reportedly undergone a major internal reboot after multiple delays and a departure, sorry, and the departure of its original creative director. According to sources speaking to Video Games Chronicle, Skull and Bones is being revamped away from the premium model of other Ubisoft open world titles to a more live storytelling model inspired by Fortnite. Because um, Fortnite has live story, story, storytelling. Sorry. New direction. The game will focus more heavily on collaboration, uh, on collaboration, and will have a persistent world with quests, characters, and storylines that will change over time based on what the collective player base is doing, rather than a story focused. Yeah, sorry, rather than, than a story focused around an individual. Uh, and there's a little bit right. more to it if you want to go read that. But um, 
I know Adam's pretty keen for Skull and Bones. Don't think it really did, didn't really do much for anyone here. It seems. I think I think the, the naval combat was a good thing at the time, and when they announced it, it was still kind of hot. But it's been so long now that it's like nobody really gives a shit anymore. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I was interested, but I probably wouldn't. Like, I probably wouldn't have bought it. Um, no. But I would have been keen to see how it, how it went. But um, yeah, I think they should just fucking put it at the bottom of the ocean now, because yeah. Time's gone. What's going with Beyond Good and Evil 2? Like, what's going on with that one? Um, they're waiting for the community to make it. Um, Kieran, are you surprised by this news? No. Well, I'm surprised that it's still a thing. There's not a cancellation. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, I guess it kind of is, really, in in a in a roundabout way. Yeah. It. Was, I mean, it was it was obvious that things weren't going to plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, considering how radio silent it all went. Mm. So it was bound to, yeah, they were bound to emerge with something live service because that's what happens to every game that has development issues. Okay. Actually, this is uh, interesting, this bit here that I didn't read. It says, Skylines uh, yeah, was first announced in 2017, delayed repeatedly, but is now planned for launch in the fiscal year beginning April 2021. Uh, so I guess, yeah, it could be late next year or... Excuse me, 2022. Um, we'll see though. Uh, all right, to kick, to kick. Sorry, to finish off with Ubi and the news. Um, they've been in the news for some not good things um, recently. Mm. Um, but I guess the yeah. the underlying p- part of it is probably good. But the news itself is, um, you know, the reasons are, are not good. So, as you would have known, there was a lot of um, uh, allegations, let's call them that, that a lot of high-ranking people and just just people in the games industry were being pretty shitty and just doing some shitty things. And um, and that spread, you know, from streamers to producers to all kinds of different people. Um, and Ubisoft announced that they were doing like a, basically like, like a big internal review because a lot of, well, not a lot, but some of their... Um, employees had been accused, I guess, of these allegations. So yeah, big old Uncle Eves. He was basically saying that he was going to, you know, find out and go go through the whole company and basically deal with it, uh, which is good. It's good that, that that they're doing that rather than kind of going, yeah, this person's important. Let's kind of just keep him on board and whatever. Uh, but yeah, so in the past week, uh, Ubi, there's been a lot of high-ranking Ubisoft employees step down uh, due to the toxic culture um, one of the biggest ones is their chief creative officer Serge uh, Haskiot I don't know I don't know how to say his um, how to say his name I think that's that's the main so, guy yeah isn't it that's the, that's the big one that's the biggest one I've heard throughout the, all these stories yeah 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 he's the guy that basically controlled everything or well, not everything but he was basically um, apparently he could um, I think it might have been my mate Shry said that he could basically green green light or cancel a project with you know with a phone call or whatever um, yeah and he was the one that sort of wanted that apparently from what I'm reading is um, that formula that, that Ubisoft kind of has now uh, you know that that open world checklist kind of thing he was big on that and just the live service kind of thing I think as well so he stepped down um, I'll read the, I'll give you a quick 
read here. Three high-ranking Ubisoft executives have stepped down after a recent wave of allegations of sexual misconduct and a toxic culture throughout the company. The publisher today announced that Chief Creative Officer Serge Haskult, Managing Director of Canadian Studios Yanis Mallet, and its Global Head of HR, Cecile Cornett, uh, will no longer be filling those roles. It said that the three stepped down following the initiation of a rigorous review that the company initiated in response to recent allegations and accusations of misconduct and appropriate behaviour. Um, Eve said that Ubisoft has fallen short in its obligation to guarantee a safe and inclusive workplace environment for its employees. Uh, this is unacceptable as toxic behaviours are direct contrast to values on which I have never compromised and never will. So yeah, and it just goes on to talk a bit about that, but... Um, yeah, it says that he, Eves, Eves or Yeves or however you say his name, I can never remember, will be will be uh, stepping into Sergio's role um, in the meantime before they um, fill that and there will be a complete overhaul of uh, the way in which the creative teams collaborate. Um, so yeah, th- this is good news but bad news. Uh, it's good to see like a very, very big company kind of, um, you know, take these things seriously and head on and actually show that they are, you know, that no one's um, safe kind of thing, you know, that it doesn't matter how big you are in a company or how important or whatever, um, you know, if, you, yeah. if you're a bit of a shit, then, you know, it's going to come back to, <laughs> to bite you. Um, it's one of those things where it's like, it's good that, you know, the people that can kind of instill all this change mm. are doing it. Big Eve, you know, mm not taking it lying down he's, he's you know making the right changes making the moves but it's also like why now yeah mm. like why is 100%. it why is it come to a point where it's like a third of your company that you need to restructure because of how prevalent mm. it is yeah like surely yeah. he would be aware of it i wonder yeah like and i was yeah. thinking that but i wonder how how aware he I, like obviously you know he's got his own he, he's a busy man yeah. he's got his own stuff going on um, but a lot of these people are like top level yeah. that he would be interacting with on a daily basis. Yeah. So it, um, it does beg the question a little bit, but at the same time, it's good. Like, obviously it's good that they're doing it. It's good that they're being public about it and just, you know, saying, yeah, these, these, we're doing, we're making these changes and this has to, this mm. has to be different kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, well, yeah we're, I mean, that's, we haven't seen any yeah. other sort of big, big company like that kind of make this, um, amount of. Yeah, this kind of thing. I mean, I don't know if any other big companies have widespread kind of, allegations, so yeah. I can't, you know, that might be why. But um, it's it's like it's one of the first kind of really big bits of validation that we've had in the gaming mm-hmm. industry of all of the movements that have been happening lately. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of a lot of voices speaking up lately for all different issues, and it's good to see that actually, you know, yeah, making Seems its way up done. to a corporate situation where they're actually making big change because mm-hmm. of, you know, yeah. I wonder just if yeah. it's um, probably going to choose words carefully here. Uh, if it's just like a HR thing, so like someone would go to HR and complain, and they kind of go, "Oh, you know," and it's sort of yeah, you know, and, and old mate never sees it kind of thing because yeah, you know, and that's going to change exactly. But now it's like that whole wave of um, yeah, and that's that's exactly why those movements yeah. are important because even if they don't directly affect anything. Yeah. It means that, you know, places are going to have to start holding themselves accountable because if they don't, then someone else is yeah. going to. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's that, it's that, yeah, that wave mentality, how it's, it's a lot harder to silence 
a lot of people as opposed to just one. So, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's good. Um, but I wonder what that, because he was, um, uh, sorry, he, he being that Surge guy, I wonder how different, um, I mean, we probably won't see it initially, but just in a couple of years, how different, I guess, Ubi's um, games sort of look with a, with a different creative team in there. Um, whether yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but yeah, good to see. Um, let's go off topic very quickly before we wrap it all up. I don't, is there anything else to talk about in news? No, we've covered it all. Uh, who's got some off topics? Uh, so, so Kieran, you, you remember that uh, that dumpster fire known as interspecies reviewers? Oh, wow. <laughs> So it got brought to my attention last night. That there's a a new anime called Super Hexeros, and <clears throat> I shit you not, the the primary material is a guy punching a monster, and he punches so hard that all his clothes fall off. I'm into it. <laughs> After look this up. So yeah, I I just thought you'd appreciate uh, that being brought to your attention as well. I like it. Uh, Dylan, you got any off <laughs> topics? Um, bought a bunch of PS3, uh, PS4 games. Sorry, the other day that didn't have game cases, so I've been making my own game cases. Nice. That's basically it. Um, had a, I had many. Oh, I had cases. I just didn't have inserts, so I've been fucking around printing inserts so that it looks nice on my de- on my uh, on my bookshelf. Sorry, otherwise it'll drive me insane. Mm. That's literally. One of the only things I've done this week, other than uh, play Paper Mario, really. Nice. Uh, well, I've actually I've got a fair bit of off topics, so we could be here for a while. Boys. Um, nice. One thing I, one thing I actually meant to bring up right at the at, when uh, we were talking food is I went uh, shopping the other day and I bought Blue Heaven ice cream, uh, like icy pole, uh, ice poles, you know, no. on a stick. No, no good. Don't what is like this? Heaven. I'd never heard of Blue. Okay, so it's it. We don't have Blue Heaven in WA. Yeah, anything to yeah it doesn't. Which is good because it doesn't need to be anywhere else. <laughs> this is a thing I've discovered in Victoria. It's funny that you say that, yeah, because uh, like lime. Did I you say blue like, Blue Heaven ice cream? Yeah, it's like. Lime, is it like icy pole? Lime. Blue Heaven's a flavor that they put in milk-based mm. things, and it's not what you'd think it is, and it's horrible. It's not horrible at all. Um, it kind of tastes like bubble gum, I think, in a way. Um, but yeah, like, but just on that, like when I moved from Tassie wrong with you, to Melbourne, um, like lime toppings and lime flavored things weren't like, they weren't like, they weren't a thing here in Melbourne. Like even going to like the supermarket to buy lime topping for like your ice cream is like one mm. shitty fucking Coles brand. And in Tassie it's like, what's well. it, three, it's like three brands cause you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, it was just, that kind of just blew my mind. Like you go to a like an ice cream or whatever and go, oh, do you have any, you know, any lime topping? And they're like, nah. And you're like, turn it up. So it's, um, so it's saying here that anyway. Blue Heaven is vanilla and raspberry. Yeah. Is that what that is? Okay, yeah. interesting. Blue Heaven. It's not even blue things. Yeah. That's... It is... What? It is blue well, it's like, it's like when you It's like when you get like weird lollies and shit and it's like blue raspberry. Um, it's like... A, anyway, Blue Heaven ice It's not even blue. Delicious. It's just... Gross. It's just delicious. Second thing... Um, and Jordan knows this because I've been discussing with him the past few days, but one of my uh, very expensive monitors 
um, being a speaker, has basically shit the bed. Um, and as Jordan said, they're probably these speakers are old enough to play Fortnite. Um, they, yeah, you know, like I've had them for about ten years, but one of the the left channel just keeps like uh, it's sort of hard to explain, but it'll go like like it's normal, like you know, like normal sound with like a bit of bass and whatnot, and then all of a sudden it has this crackling and this this pop, and basically sucks all all the bass out of it. So it sounds like it's being played through like a telephone, like an old school telephone speaker. Um, nice. It's just fucking strange. And then <clears throat> it'll it'll pop again, and it'll come back to being normal. And then yeah, that's whack. So I've been uh, fucking around with that. Posted on Reddit, got deleted in about three minutes. Loved it. Pro- um, probably didn't tag it properly or something. Oh, apparently there's a thread for trouble shooting, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, but speaking about movies and stuff, I watched a film called Relic on the weekend. It was it's the Australian horror one uh it was fine uh it's basically set in this it's set in victoria um and there's this it's basically just got a mother a daughter and grandmother and the grandmother's um been seeing uh sorry she, she, how no the, the grandmother is like uh living in this old house and her partner's passed away and She's been saying that there's someone's been coming into the house at night, kind of thing, and yeah, it's sort of like a just a horror film like that. Um, I recommend it. Don't didn't love it. Thought it was a bit average. The ending's a bit fucking weird, but um, it was it was fine. It was decent enough. It's very very slow though. Um, but the biggest news I got entertainment wise is I finished watching Dark. I finished the series of Dark. Nice. Gone. All three seasons done. Um, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, have you watched any more, Kieran? Or you hadn't started yet? I can't remember. Uh, I haven't started it. Um, well, we should throw him under the bus, Zach. Oh, no, I thought, no. I think yeah, last week he said um, he was going to start it or he, he like wanted to start it. I couldn't remember and I forgot. Anyway, um, yeah, cool. The way that it ended is very cool. It ties it up very well. It starts to get a bit, starts to get very loose. Uh, in like episodes eight and or oh, sorry um, six and seven, um, but then it, the way that it ties it all together in in the final final episode is is very cool, and the ending yeah, is like it's it's a good closure ending. So yeah, no, it's good. I super recommend it. Not highly recommend it. I super re- recommend it. Super. Um, give it a watch. All three episodes on. I'm uh, sorry, all three, all three episodes, all three seasons on Netflix. Uh, yeah, definitely um, watch it. That's your homework this week, everybody. Cool. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's finish it off there. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking with us. You can check out all the content on www.well-play.com.au. Uh, Adam's got an Outriders in- interview going up, so if you want to read about Outriders, go and read that. We posted our games we're keen for for 2022nd half this week. Uh, ton of news. There might be... No, there won't be because that's next week. I'll tell you about that next week. Uh, have a good weekend, and we shall see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.